morning, good afternoon, <laughs> good evening. Wherever you are watching this, just like to say hello and welcome back to the Hopeless Podcast. My name is Jason and we've got Delphia with us again. Hello, Delphia. Welcome back. Hello, and thank Joseph. you. Hi, guys. Welcome back, Joseph. How are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm happy that we're doing podcasts um, more frequently now and we have better structure, so good got a good structure we went away for a couple of months <laughs> but uh yeah it's good to have the team back and we can discuss some really important issues and share some of our views with you and um we're just going to jump straight into our topic for today which is a very exciting topic and it is called an increasingly godless society Question mark, and this is from the Australian census, which took place, in, which was released recently. So it took place in 2021, and it was released uh, just recently, um, last month. That is in uh, in June. So the 28th of of June, the census was released, and it had some very interesting information on there. Um, and before I share my screen. Uh, I just wanted to get your your um, your views, uh, your you know your thoughts on the topic. Is uh, is on a, is Australian an increasingly godless society? Uh, what do you think? Let's go with Joseph first. <laughs> mm, with me, okay. Um, well, an increasing godless society. Uh, it depends, I think, because if you look. <coughs> Um, globally, there is more Christians and Muslims combined than there mm. are atheists. So okay. um, I think when we dive in and we look closely at Australia, um, it could show differently. Mm -hmm. um, and whether it's a good thing or bad thing, I'm quite interested to uh, discuss that a bit further and um, why it's even important in the first place. Mm. yeah thanks Joseph what about you Delphia um, my thoughts on the topic I think it's very interesting and um, I do know that there's like when you do outreach work you find a lot of people who don't really know that much about Christianity religion stuff like that um, so you know being Seventh-day Adventist Christian I remember telling one lady oh you know I go to church on Saturday da 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 it's just like, oh, are all churches starting to go to church on Saturday? I'm like, <laughs> no, no, most of them aren't. It's just like, okay, um, a lot of for a lot of us, at least Christians, we know that the common day of worship is Sunday, and it's just like you mustn't have been to church for a while. Mm. <laughs> so um, there's a lot of just the times when someone says something to you, and it's just like, I thought that was common knowledge between everyone that mm. this this is what happens that uh and then you find out that it isn't yeah. um i suppose uh there is a difference between sort of um religious or uh denominational illiteracy i suppose you know a lot of people don't probably don't know a lot about what's going on in the religious world but doesn't necessarily mean that they're godless, right? So <laughs> um, 
here are some of the facts that you know it shows us from the uh, the Australian census. I'm just going to share my screen with you right now. Um, <clears throat> edge and share. So, based on the census, mm -hmm. I said released on the 28th of the six. Um, looked at religious diversity and some of the changes that are and belief and attitudes uh, as you were talking about there Delphia that is reflected in Australia so currently Christianity is the most common religion in Australia as Joseph said um, and that accounts for over 43% of, of people identify as being Christian but this has been reduced from 50% so what we're seeing here clearly is um, almost a 7% drop, 7% drop since 2016. Um, and that's probably the biggest drop has been. So in, in uh, 2011, it was 61% and that then went to 52% and now it's at 43.9%. So what we're seeing is, it's a trend, right? Yeah, yeah. I, there's a trend of like it's a downwards. But there's an interesting thought that just came to my mind is that I didn't think, um, I thought the atheist population well exceeded 70%. I would, if someone would ask me before yeah. me not knowing this now, I would say about 70% of Australians about atheists. So considering let's say round, round number, 50% of people in Australia are Christian. Can you imagine mm. one in two people were just walking in the street, oh, hey, Christian brother, hey, brother, hey, sister. Like, you know, like you wouldn't say that. Like you wouldn't know if they're atheists or not. But this makes me wonder. It's like, why aren't we, we should be able to talk comfortably in public places about Christianity and God than being yeah. thinking that we're a minority when we're in fact we were the majority weren't we mm. Mm. yeah I suppose you know it, it's becoming less and less um, that we're able to do that you know comfortably talk about that um, and as Delphia said even if you are a Christian then people still don't know much about you as a as your denomination so um they might not know anything but what they do know is well if you're not catholic or probably anglican which are two of the the largest ones then you probably won't you know um figure much on some of these uh these other charts basically mm. um <clears throat> and so we see that fewer people were also reporting their religion as christian um and more are reporting no religion. So what, what do you think about these um, facts from the census? Mm. What about Delphia's thoughts? Yes, Delphia. Um, more people saying no religion. I guess a lot of people nowadays like that. Okay, this, oh, how do I word this? Okay, my brain works, my mouth doesn't. Okay, mm. so... Um, as I said, going when you go out witnessing and stuff like that and talking to people and mm. you've got Christian material, it honestly feels like most of the people are not interested at all. 
Yeah. Either they've got their own religion and they're just like very closed about it. Um, or if they've got no religion, a lot of them will still believe in God, but they're just like, I don't need anything else. Would you still call them godless? Because if you were to look at their lifestyle, it doesn't say godly. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of people, you know, when you see them, it's just like, they're like, oh yeah, I believe in God, but like there's something else that they're just like, like um, a family member of ours, she's like, I believe in God, I don't believe in Jesus. And if you don't believe in Jesus, you don't believe in God, effectively. Yeah. So it's just like, okay, you've got no religion who may believe in God, but what extent is that? Are we still mm-hmm. godless? I find people say the other way around. I believe in Jesus, but I don't believe in God because they see Jesus as like all this lovey-dovey figure and then mm-hmm. God in the Old Testament burning nations <laughs> and committing genocide and things like that. So yeah. Yeah. a bit of a contrast. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. You know, um, there are people that really look at God as being vengeful and, and uh, unmerciful and, and Jesus being loving and kind and and um and as a result you know people people are probably moving away from that kind of religion uh probably want to find a different kind of religion um and i think it's it's hard really to to sort of classify that i'm going to stop sharing my screen for a second because i've got another uh, interesting question here that i wanted to to ask and how do you define then you know god and um and society you know in in this sense um, because we're, we're looking at godless society and um, how do you define a society first of all and then how do you define god because certain part of the society defines god in a different way i think yeah as you said a lot of people have a messed up idea of who god is mm-hmm. and like most people like when when they explain why they don't believe in god first thing they say is because he rains hellfire on people because mm-hmm. he is a tyrant mm-hmm. just just random things like that where it's just like okay well you don't have a very good picture of god like you don't have that loving father who gave up his son to yeah. die where a lot of people they're just like oh jesus is a nice one like no the father went through a lot as well um so god i guess it would be a redefining of god in the community where for me God is loving and powerful. Yes, he does have justice, mm. but that isn't tyranny or cruelty, you could say. Yeah. Mm. Your thoughts, Joseph? How do you define uh, society here in this sense and how do you define God? Mm. I think it's quite big topics. And mm-hmm. um, e- even just one of those, like defining God, I think that's already like a sermon in itself for like a pastor. But <laughs> uh, I think if you just look in the Bible, the Bible says 1 John 4, 18, um, God is love. So mm-hmm. it says there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But yeah. he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Yeah. And how can you be made perfect in love if the creator is not perfect in love in the first place so it's circular reasoning 
saying it's not circular reasoning it's saying that oh god is not perfect god is not perfect love because he does this and that and this and that and because the bible says that i am made perfect in love that means the person who made me is mm-hmm. um perfect in love oh right that, that's, that's, that's beautifully said yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's beautifully <laughs> said and you know that's 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 what jesus came to show jesus came to show the world the picture of love that God is, you know, to the point where he was willing to give up his only son, you know, just that very famous um, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave, you know, love gives. And then God is willing to give us so much more that um, that reveals his character. And another one, um, see, I got your hand up there, Delphia, but um, when Philip was asking Jesus to show us the father, Jesus says, have I been so long with you, Philip, that you haven't seen that, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. He was there bringing the world back to himself. And, um, and that was the love of the Father, you know, as has been shown through Christ. And so um, I believe this is the key attribute, but it's not only the only attribute of God. You know, love is there, but God is also, uh, is also just as well. That if the society becomes um ungodly there is obviously uh gonna be some something to pay if your child becomes unruly and uh, decides to steal or break the laws your child is probably going to end up in prison or probably worse dead um and so god is the same he's fair but he's he's loving and he's also just as well delphia yeah um something that um is really interesting to note as well is that a lot of like the the main people who go out especially in australia and mm-hmm. share about god so that being mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses, the amount of times people just arc up with you because they think you're either one of those and mm-hmm. then you go and talk to them about the mormons and the jehovah's witnesses and it's just like, I remember talking to one guy about it and he's, he's like, yeah, the Mormons believe that, you know, we're going to be up in heaven. We're going to become gods and we're going to be doing this. And we're going to be doing that. And it's just like, yeah, well, that's not what in, is in the Bible, is it? Anyway, and um, it's, it's hard when that is being presented as the God of basically everyone's denomination where now you go out and they're just like, the first thing that comes up is, the beliefs of those two main groups, um, not that I have anything personally against those two groups either, but where it's just like, stay away from me because you you don't present that right picture. So whenever someone else comes up, it's just like they must be presenting the same picture. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that makes it hard where you've got the Christians as well who are painting a wrong picture of God and then you're trying mm. to put a right picture of God back again. Yeah. But then it's just like, no you're probably the same as the others yeah i think it was uh mahatma gandhi who says that you're christ i love but you're christians i don't you know? yeah i remember <laughs> that quote from him and, and the christians uh they they can really leave a bad impression um on on non-christians per se and, and those who are you know of other religions and and the main reason for that is not all of them are following the christ that they claim, you know, to follow. Christians are supposed to be followers of Christ, right? Now, all of yeah. them are following Christ. 
And, and that's probably one of the reasons why, you know, Mahatma Gandhi made a statement in, and I, re I realized that um, we can all, you know, get caught in that, that web really. And it, because, because you're atheist or because you, you put yourself down as no religion, um, people can, can still be, be good and still be godly, you know? Um, and so I want to ask the question, and how does a society become godly then, uh, godless, you know? How does a society become godless? Before we dive too deep into that question, because I think that's a bit of a touchy subject, because like you said, Delphia, there's someone who comes to the door and there might be this side, one-sided, and they don't have the full picture completely yet. And then someone who knocks on the door might knock on the door, knock, 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 and then they hear the story. And then you hear the story of, oh, um, well, the fella told me just before this, that, this, that. So then you come along and be this other one-sided to balance out that without being dead on or what actually is, because you just want to tip the scales of what he was thinking originally into that favor. You know what I mean? So um, like we say, like, oh, we walk in, walk down the road <coughs> and then we see someone and that person is not living like a godly life. That kind of implies in a certain way that um, kind of like a workspace only mm -hmm. uh, focus. Mm -hmm. So I just had a Bible verse and then we can continue a little bit. It was Ephesians 2, 8 to 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith, mm -hmm. that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any, anyone should boast. So there's a great, great impression and weighing point on faith and, and mm -hmm. grace. But also to keep in mind on the other side of the coin that you can't be like, oh, faith, 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 and then um, do sin and, and do what Jesus wouldn't do. And then say, oh, forgive me, forgive me. And then oh, you go back into your ways again. Oh, and then, you know, and then I'll, I'll do it again because I know God will forgive me. So you're not coming from like genuine repentance. So there's that side. So if you already are saved through faith, you need to ask yourself, is this what Jesus would do and need to become more like him? Because if you want to be like him, be perfect in love, you need to make sure that you're not contradicting yourself by your actions. That makes sense. <laughs> That's complex way of looking at it. Actually, I think we've done another podcast episode which is, you know, along those lines. But I think, in short, what Joseph is saying, we are saved by faith, right? We are saved by God's grace that he gives to us through the faith that we have. Uh, and there's nothing that we can do to sort of make ourselves, you know, right um, with God. But we are judged by our works. And so our works kind of show us of who we are, you know, whose children we are. If we're children of God, we're going to look like him. Uh, and we're going to behave and we're going to act like it. And this is the issue with Christianity is because so many claim to be Christians, but they don't behave and they don't act like Christ. And I myself sometimes fall into that category. And so someone might say, well, you know, you, you, I can see that you, you're a murderer. Um, and that's, that's not good. That's not a, a society that I want to live in. You know what I mean? So the question is, what sort of society do you want to live in? If everyone cares, goes, well, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in the laws of God. The laws of God says, you know, um, I should not kill. 
but uh, I feel like I, I need to kill a few people. You know, <laughs> you know um, that, that, that is a godless society. And um, once a society, I need to just highlight, existed in the Bible. And these people used to sacrifice their own children uh, to some false deity, some false god. Mm. Um, so they did have a god, right? But it wasn't the god that we believe in of the Bible. And so they put their children through the fires. Um, and that, that for me, is, is a big, yeah, it's a big no-no. Um, and so I'm just going to put the question out again. So how do we know, like, you know, um, what a godless society is? How does, how does a society become godless in that, in that sense? Hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I think... Um... How does a society become godless? Um, I think nowadays it sounds it sounds kind of um, stating like I'm stating the obvious, but it God has been taken out of everything. They don't mm. want to step on people's toes, mm -hmm. as you're saying. There's a moral law, and everyone's just like, but they need to have their individuality. They need to make their own decisions they need to do this that and the other etc and um there was an interesting quote that i saw um i don't have it right here oh yeah here i've got it now and um it's just an illustration of what's happening and it's got um dear god why do you allow so much violence in our schools signed mm. a concerned student dear concerned student i'm not allowed in the schools god and i think like, we can see that. I think we can all see that society isn't as nice. I don't know what word you'd use. Um, mm. It is what it used to be. Um, there's more hate crime, more, more things going on. It's just like, how can people get like that? And mm. it's because God has been taken away. And then they're just like, then they blame God. And they're like, why is God permitting all these things? And it's like, yeah. it's not God. You took him out and you didn't want him there because he's got too many rules and restrictions, mm. which were meant for your safety. But you've decided that it is touching too much on what you like, don't like or what you do like. And you've gone and pushed him away. And now the results are coming and you're asking God what he's done. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, I mean, that's a great analogy. And uh, thanks for bringing that up as well. You know, taking God out of things that we see God taken out of school. We've seen God taken out of the homes, marriages collapsing. We see God taken out of, um, out of the mix when it comes to sort of parenting as well, you know? And so um, children now don't even have that respect that they used to have for their parent because they don't honor their parent. Like, you know, like the Bible says to honor your parent. And so this is the result. But on the flip side of that, we, we cannot sort of legalize uh, godless, godliness, do you know what I mean? Yeah. We cannot go to the courts and go, well, you know, um, maybe if the courts make a law that we should, we should honor our parents, or maybe if the courts make a law that we should, um, all these kind of things, we cannot, we cannot bring the courts in to make... Um, laws to to create a god, godly society 
Because yeah. godliness comes from within, right? Yeah. Uh, it has to and be it comes a from free choice. It comes from a free choice. Free choice. You got to choose. You can't. Mm. You can't be mandated to choose to love. Do you know? Mm, uh, you love, love me, otherwise I'm gonna put this gun to your head and and blow your head out, um, blow yeah. your brains out. You know, that's that's not love, right? Mm. Love gives us free free will. God gives us free will, and we have to choose to love through free will. Joseph. Yes. Um. Yeah. Um. You to say something. Yeah, I wanted to say something. Is that as we were talking about um, our society is becoming a bit godless, something just popped into my brain, and I remember I was listening to a apologetic seminar by Ravi Zacharias mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, and then it just flashed into my mind just now, and it was a poem on secularization. So, uh, perhaps I can share my screen and uh, read this out. So I got it here. And then I think it describes the way society is in an amazing way. So let me just share it here. Okay. You can see my screen? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Poem on secularization. So Ravi often recites this poem on secularization. So first dentistry was painless, then bicycles was chainless, carriages Mm -hmm. were horseless, and many laws were enforceless. Mm -hmm. New cookery was fireless, Uh, telegraphy was wireless, cigars were nicotineless, and coffee was caffeineless. Soon oranges were seedless, Uh, the pudding... The put the putting green were the putting green was weedless. The college boy was hatless, and the proper diet diet fatless. New motor roads are dustless. Uh, the latest steel is rustless. Our tennis court courts are sodless. Our new religion godless. Mm. Mm. Painfully accurate, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it is painfully accurate. And uh, and I think you know um, it, it could be a, it could be a, just a trend of how things are going in terms of you know in the the whole great controversy thing. We know that there's there's an enemy of of God who wants to see everyone um, disobey him and 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 choose the path of destruction. And I believe that you know um, God will you know punish his children if they decide to go the opposite direction and but that's the good thing about free will though you know you can choose you want if you want to live a life of um of peace and happiness or you can choose to uh live a life of you know um destruction and um i think i suppose you know one thing that i I, i'm gathering from this podcast as well it's just it's all about free choice at the end of the day right it's, uh, I think this is the thing that's sort of floating to the top for me is freedom of choice. What do you, what, where do you want to, where do you want to end up? And um, I believe one such godless society was what we saw in the pre-flood era, you know, time of Noah. The, the, the men were, um, people living in that time were, were evil. As a matter of fact, um, the Bible says the thoughts of their heart was evil continually. 
And so God had to get rid of that generation because they were just up to no good. There was violence and there were, you know, just a, a degradation in society that never existed and probably hasn't existed until probably today. We're, we're, could we be heading for, you know, a similar condition to the time of Noah where people's thoughts are evil continually? Mm. What do you think? I would say definitely. Like, um, I don't know, it's just, like, I remember reading from Sun Book where this lady from the 1800s, Ellen White, she was saying that back in her day, the newspapers were just filled with depressing stuff. It's like, that, that was probably so uplifting for us now. Like, if we read the newspapers from back in the 1800s, it would probably be like, oh, this is, this is good compared to what we've got to look at now. Mm-hmm. And just the madness that has overtaken the world. I was talking to someone again this week, and um, he was—he's he, like, I'm—I'm—he's getting sick of all the madness that's going on. Mm-hmm. No one can agree on stuff, and that you can't have your own choice. And if if there is something that um, society desires, everyone's forced to do the same thing or to accept it at least mm-hmm. and um yeah it's society's gone mad mm. and uh i think that's what we've seen in a lot of different places across the world I, I was watching a um just a clip of what was happening in papua new guinea and there were there were people just roaming the streets with machetes you know and there's a, a lot of that you find that when society begins to break down we see riots we see a lot of angry mobs, you know, and, and in the last couple of years, we've seen a lot of that's just like the beginning of what's <laughs> happening here in society. We see uh, the Black Lives Matter protest. That was pretty big, pretty angry. A lot of angry people. We saw what happened in, on January 6th, you know, people storming the capital city in, uh, in the United States. That has never happened before in mm. United States history. Um, and this could be just a sign of, you know, what society can be when they reject God and they have a wrong concept of God. Because as we said, God is love, right? And um, his mission is to, to, to save us all. So the question is, how can we then be, how can a society find salvation then? If it's, if it's, go, if it's trend that's going downward, how can that trend sort of, you know, um, how can we turn that trend around? What do you think? What are your thoughts on that? Um, well, I've got a quote here again. And um, mm-hmm. this quote says, if we look at society today, if we look at the challenge of a country becoming more godless by the week, if we look at laws being passed that mock any form of morality, instead of lamenting and protesting, wouldn't it be better for us to plead with God to visit his people? And I think this is our problem is we don't look at it like this is a God problem. Mm-hmm. It's like people can sort it out themselves. It's, it's a people problem. They can work it out. But I haven't seen anything get much better in the last couple of years. Mm. All the protesting, no. everything else. It, it hasn't gotten better. No. And that's because God is the one who needs to be called upon and ask to go and sort it out and get us out of this mess if you know um there's 
there may be mercy for us still. And um, um, <coughs> I'm sorry, excuse me. Um, <clears throat> I just really like that quote though, how it's like, we need to go and start asking God to come back into our society. Yeah. And that starts with one or two people starting mm. to pray. And then yeah. more and more people will come to knowing God, even though it sounds a bit far reaching yeah. with well, I say far reaching with 25 million people in Australia, but that's the amount of people that have got in one state in America. But like God, God is wanting to do great things for us and show the world again what a godly society looks like. Yeah. And you remind me of um, <coughs> this Bible verse that it says, you know, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and turn away from the wicked and pray. You know, I will hear their prayer and uh, I will I will heal their land, you know. Mm. Uh, is the land in need of healing? Um, there's another one in First Peter 4, verse 3. It says, the time passed, your life would have sufficed. You, you were in your evil deeds, as was the Gentiles. When we walk in the lust and uh, excessiveness of wine, um, in banquetings, and in worshiping abominable things. This is what like a godless society is like. And then in Colossians 3 verse 5, he says, but the key is to put away those sinful deeds, all these earthly evil that is lurking within you have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires. Don't be greedy for a greedy person is an idolater worshiping the things of this world and this is a reason why god destroys these godless societies because they are um idolatrous societies greedy immoral murderers uh revelers you know um so god calls us to to try and find a you know a way back and i think that's a that's a great point that you made delphia um and joseph you got another point yeah, another point. Uh, you did mention earlier, oh, how about Noah and um, will it get worse and worse and things like that. And I tend to agree with you on that point is because I just had a thought on top of Noah, you know, there's a story of Lot and mm-hmm. the um, how Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed like that. Yeah, so there was a few people there at, at, at the end of the story that came out. And then also in the book of Revelation, it talks about a few people will be saved in the end that are still alive. So the narrative goes that there's a few people, there's a few people, there's a few people at the end, there's a few people at the end. And that's that's the reality of the situation. Um, And then that brought to me my attention, like another point in Matthew 7, 14, where it says, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life, but few there be that find it. Yeah, mm. narrow, is, narrow is the way. And mm. I, I think, uh, sorry, Delphia, you, you had your hand up? Yeah, just wanted to add there with what Joseph said about Sodom and Gomorrah um, was before it was destroyed, there was a point where God said that, I, that he was going to destroy it. And then um, people interceded. They, they went and pleaded with God to spare it. And they mm. went from 100 people to yeah. 50 people, to 20 people, to yeah. 10 people, to five people. If there were five people who were doing what was right in that big metropolis, mm. please spare the city. 
yeah and the the region roundabout and if there had been as many as was needed if there had been five people it would have been spent yeah there was not five people i think we've got a few more christians than just five in the whole Actually, of australia uh, uh, yeah a few more than five but do we have do we have five percent though that's the, that's that was my question because i thought you know in 2011 it was 60 percent in 2016 it was 50 now it's 40 the next census which is going to be 2024 right is it going to be 30 and then after that is it going to be mm. 20 but but the, but the other the other thing i was thinking is i mean these are people who say that they're christians right what if what if the true christians those who are actually living up to the best of their um their ability they're using the grace of christ they're overcoming they're um they're not idolaters they're not revelers they're not sexually immoral they're not you know true christians um what if it's less than five percent that's currently existing do you think that we've got to a time where you know the evil is so much that god will say well i, I cannot even find five percent of good christians here mm. in australia um i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to destroy australia you know um what if you cannot um, and 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 you know i take your point as well joseph you know he's gonna he's gonna save a remnant you know there's there's gonna be a people that a small proportion that that will that will cling to what they believe is right and they will do what is right um and they they will be safe but you know what can we do how can we um turn that proportion around joseph mm. Uh, I had a point with that is also, yes, there might be a remnant in the reality at the end, but God doesn't look at it that way. God looks at it at the way as he doesn't want anyone to be lost, yeah. not mm -hmm. a single person. Yeah. So true. it may be true, the reality of the situation, but the, all hope is not lost mm -hmm. because of the title of the podcast hopeless podcast all yeah. hope has not been lost so that that's uh my message kind of yeah wonderful now we can we can all be you know saved to be quite honest there was plenty of room in the ark to save people and um and and i believe it's the same there's plenty of grace to be able to save us all as well okay we're going to conclude on our on our final points um uh let joseph go first and just make his point and then you can hmm. make your final point as well uh well oh, this kind of ties into my wrapping up statement but one of my thoughts that i written down previously is does it even matter that a society is godless like god won't save a group say god like, oh there's a group there in australia i'll just pluck them i don't care about america i don't care about uh europe i don't care about mm, jamaica i don't care about Papua Nini. i'm just gonna <laughs> grab this group because it's a group like mm -hmm. does it even matter that a society is becoming godless mm -hmm. at the end of the day will your salvation depend on a group yeah probably mm. not it'd mm. be an individual thing right mm, that's right but yeah. I, I can see that, you know, um, I, you know, like it could be the case where an apple, one bad apple spoiled the bunch. 
And if, if, the, if the bunch of apple is becoming increasingly bad, then chances are you, you're not going to save many um, out of that bunch. You know, it could destroy the whole bunch, really. Um, mm. Yeah. I agree. I think someone, um, I went to a prayer meeting and someone mentioned there's like, I don't know if it's written in the Bible or she made up this analogy, is that when you take one coal away from the fire, the whole mm -hmm. fire is less hot. Mm -hmm. mm. But also mm. that coal dies while the rest of them actually can keep warming each other. Yeah, so there, yeah. there is a, a beauty in uniting with people, I suppose, who have got, you know, um, similar beliefs as you. Mm. And, and uh, together we can keep each other warm or hot. <laughs> um, <laughs> any thoughts, Delphia? Yeah, um, I like what, um, I think it was Joseph, what he mentioned just before. God is not waiting for like that 5% and then he's just like, oh, yes, I can destroy the rest of Australia and just, you know, transplant these 5% into heaven. He's not wanting that. He wants the percentage to go up, not down. <laughs> but um, there's there's mercy still. Mm -hmm. um, so I think there's, there's that as well. And just um, I guess what was also said about us having the title of Hopeless Podcast if we're a godless society, we're a hopeless society. So to go mm -hmm. and have God, we yeah. have hope. Exactly. So, mm. yeah. And I like, I want you to share this. Uh, I like this one in um, Isaiah chapter one, verse 17, when he says, you know, we need to learn to do good and seek justice, help the oppressed, defend the cause of the orphans, fight for the widows. This is what, this is what a godly society should look like. You know, those who are doing good, you know that Jesus, yeah. he said Jesus went about doing good. Most of the day, people just greedy, people just looking after their selfish means. People are not seeking justice. There's a lot, so much injustice. And mm. uh, people are being oppressed <coughs> left, right, and center. And no one is actually looking out for people who are being oppressed, mm. who are defending the orphans, who are fighting for the widows. That's a that's a godly society. Joseph, your final thoughts, uh, please. Yeah, my final thoughts is, um, or firstly, is that at the end of the day, it's up to us and an individual. We cannot um, hang on to our brother or sister's um, feet or toes to, so we can hitchhike our way to heaven when God comes. Um, salvation is independent and it's on you. So uh, Matthew seven fourteen, because narrow is the way that which leadeth unto life and a few there, few there be that find it because yeah. um, so that that's kind of uh, what I was trying to say there, and mm -hmm. also it's for grace you have been uh, saved through faith, not of yourselves, but it is a gift from God, um, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So God's giving this free gift to anyone um, out there. So I kind of just want to wake up our listeners to say, hey, let let's talk about God more because there's more people that classify themselves as christian that even i thought um before doing this podcast i thought there was less of us so i feel more comfortable about saying hey do you believe in god hey do you believe in jesus or like yeah um like talk about that in more public places and then lastly is for we walk by faith and not by sight in second corinthians uh, 5 7 and like when you do talk about this to your friends to your mates um Maybe you don't know, there might be a stranger sitting on behind you on the shopping center bench and they might 
ears just like, mm, what are they talking about? And um, they might get inspired to pick up their Bible that, that's been collecting uh, dust on the shelf at home. So, right. um, yeah, that's my message of love to everyone. Thank you, Joseph. And thank you very much, Delphia. Uh, it's been a great podcast. We'll be back uh, next week with another episode. This podcast has been sponsored by the Avon Valley Seventh-day Adventist Church. And they've also got a prophetic seminar coming up in August. So uh, you can jump on the website. You can register for this prophetic seminar. Jump on our Facebook page as well. You'll find a link there where you can register as well. And uh, we want to thank you for watching. Those who are watching on YouTube, I want to thank you for listening. Those who are listening to on Apple or Spotify, we are on all the major podcast channels and want to say thank you and good night. Good morning, wherever you are listening. See you later. Bye. Bye.